Hello everybody and welcome to Dynamite After Dark. I am your host, Zanman Chansabunia, along with my good buddy, the Honorable Jeff. Yeah, and you're a dick, by the way. It was a, it was a misspeaking on my part. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Whoa, I definitely came okay. across as me being a dick, I totally agree. Um, he told me to kill myself, I'm just <laughs> saying. <laughs> I technically did not tell you to, Ashley, why don't you? Oh, that's the best thing that's happened to me tonight. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> the best thing that happened to you is your best friend told you to kill yourself. That's awesome, Chuck. Right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, oh my god. Guys, anyway, the show, wow. the show, the show was amazing. You know, I I expected to start off with a really somber note about how the world changed, and so we start off laughing at laughing at my stupidity. So. Um, well, that's our, that's how we are. Let's bring <laughs> levity to this situation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so anyway, anyway, guys, as you know, um, since the last time we were on the year, the world has changed. Um, you know, COVID nineteen has basically taken over. Over uh, precautions have taken over the country, and you know everything is shut down. You can't go to see the movie theater. Uh, or you, can, you can't go see the movie in the theater. You know, shopping malls are shut down. Uh, you're not supposed to go to the clinic or the or the dental office unless you're having an emergency. Um, you can't even go to school if you're a kid, which really really sucks. Um, you know. Yeah. You know, Tell I mean, me about that. I mean, you're like you're. Uh, you know, I and and I feel for you, Jeff, and and all the people out there that have kids in usually in daycare and and have to have to work. Luckily, we we live in a place where, and you have the capability of working from home to take care of your kid there. Um, but I also feel for people like my like my niece, who is a senior this year, and she may not get a graduation ceremony. She's almost certainly not going to get prom. You know, it's it's really a, a weird time right now in the country. Um, and, you know, I, I was disappointed and upset that there was no... Um, the, two, the, two, the two Ring of Honor shows we've been touting for the last three or four episodes were, were canceled. Um, WrestleMania is going to be very interesting this year, and tonight we had a very interesting dynamite set in an, in an open arena. Or, I'm sorry, well, arena. It, it's not just that. I mean, we we ended up having to cancel last night's show, which, to be honest, is one of the highlights of my week, and I'm guessing probably uh, Shane's as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we do these shows twice a week. We do the uh, YouTube shows uh, twice a month, and Everything right now is kind of up in the air. We're doing what we can when we can. Uh, but the reality is last night we had to cancel our shows because of this whole, I, I don't want to call it a plague, but ultimately it's a plague. Um, we both ended up being sent home from work last yesterday because of precautions and had to set up workstations at home and things like that so we can work from home and that ended up canceling last night's show and anyone listening right now i you know we apologize for that but it was really one of those things out of our control yeah you know we, we uh you know we, we had we got authorization to bring home or well, at least i did i'm not sure how, how jeff's you know how jeff's department did it because he works he works in a completely different department than i do even though we work in the same building and the same company but um, you know, I, I already had the capability to work from home with my laptop. But that, but the job that I do, it's whoa! Did I just lose you there. Oh, I'm sorry. I must have hit mute by mistake. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So, did you hear anything I was saying at all? 
I heard we have I have the capability to work at home, and that was it. Okay, okay so I have the capability to work from home, but I have a 15-inch monitor, you know, on my laptop. So um, it's very difficult for me to do the job that I do on there. So I got authorization yesterday from our vice president of uh, from our vice president to bring home my monitors, my my remote keyboard, um, basically everything I everything I have at my desk at work, other than my desk chair, so I could actually. You know, I really missed that desk chair today. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> After sitting in this in this kitchen chair all day long, I'm like, oh God, I wish I had that recliner. Um, yeah, and I got the and, and, same. You know, you know and the, the the only nice thing really about being home, well, a couple of nice things. Number one is I is somehow um, I sprained my foot one day last week, and so like not having this pressure of my shoes on it really helped a lot today. Um, but also, like you know, we have we kind of have some really great coworkers. You know, you've got you've got your son um, and your cat, and I've had my two dogs here with me all day. Oh, and my cat took full advantage on my lap today. She was like, "You're home. You I'm sitting." You, you were petting a pussy while you were working. Maybe. <laughs> no, I mean, ultimately, it's not my first choice i am i am as much as i hate everyone in the world i'm also a people person so being around the people that i like every day is a godsend um i enjoy going to work i enjoy my job doing it from home was difficult especially because i have my toddler this week so that was more challenging um when the workday got over, I was exhausted beyond belief. But this episode of Dynamite, I'm going to turn it back to wrestling here because let's stop being depressed. This episode of Dynamite. I wanted to say one more thing, and that is that you know, until until just a couple of days ago, I you know, I I kind of been like, well, I'm not going to worry. I don't, I'm not really worried about it because I'm not I'm not old and I'm not disabled. Oh, I'm, I'm not. Old. You know, I don't have a weak immune system, and then I realized. It affects the lungs, and I have asthma. I probably should be a little bit more worried than I am. Oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm pushing fifty. I'm forty-six years old. I've got two uh, immunodeficiencies with diabetes and my thyroid condition. I smoke on top of it all, which I know bad habit. I got to stop. Blah blah. You, um, you said you stopped a couple of weeks ago. What the hell's gone wrong with you? I have stopped so many times for the last few years. That's true. Okay, I'm a bad guy. Let's just you're, you're leave it at that. You're, you're definitely anyway, on what you used to smoke. So you're not a chain smoker anymore than you used to. So. That is true. That is very true. Except for today, I'm not going to lie. Um, but regardless, you know, it, it's it scares me to a point where it's worth noticing. Um, I've gotten to the point with my kid where today we stayed home, and that was it. He, uh, I did my work. He played his games everything was fine but man multitasking between work and with a toddler is <sighs> can i say entertaining or <laughs> would that be putting it a little too lightly oh my god i was stressed out by the end of the work day yeah you know uh, it's it really is I, I'm not happy about what's happening with the world, obviously, and it definitely has put you know, a crimp on entertainment and all that kind of stuff. But um, it, it's but the slowdown at work, I think, is going to help me with some of the projects that I that I needed to get done. 
So, um, and, and I think being at home will help me with that too, because I won't have those distractions of people coming to my desk. Not you, I mean, but people coming to my desk and be like, hey, can you help me like with this? Hey, I got a, I got a horizon question or, you know, whatever. Um, you know, the funny thing is I said that today too. I was like, oh, I'm going to be so productive. No one's going to be asking me questions. My IM and my email was filled today, <laughs> filled with questions. I'm like, oh, come on, guys. I'm working from home. Leave me alone. Well, mine wasn't, but I got, but I got an unexpected project on a, on a spreadsheet that took me the entire day, and it's probably taking me about a first hour or two tomorrow to finish it. But um, I think boy. that we'll be able to get more stuff, more stuff done than I was planning. <clears throat> the nice thing is we can wake up about 15 minutes before we get to work. So there's that. Yeah, actually, actually, uh, my my, my uh, boss, uh, my team leader, actually sent you know something out today saying, even though we're you know we're now sequestered at home, let's try to follow our schedule. And I was like, I started 15 minutes early because I was bored and had nothing to do. So. Right. I started I started 45 minutes early because of the same reason. I woke up at the same time and I drank my coffee and I'm like, eh, I'm gonna go to work now. So right, it was I mean, nice. I, right. I had my coffee made. I was sitting here with my coffee. I'm like, I can't watch a TV show in 15 minutes. I can't. You know, I can't play a video game in 15 minutes, so I might as well just start my start in my day, start my day early and end it early. You know, so um, yeah. So, you know, anyway, wrestling. You know, I, you know. Before we get into dynamite, I, I just want to let people know that you know, last night was an aberration. We're still planning on doing Kingdom of Honor. We've we've we talked about things to cover. Um, we're we're we've watched the Michael Elgin Eddie Edwards Best of Five series, so we still we still want to talk about that at some point. I think. Um, Probably next week, but I'm uh, biting my tongue on it because I really want to talk about it, but not tonight. We're going to watch the latest MLW and, and talk about that. There was that free show put on by Will Ospreay on YouTube, um, and I, you know, I plan on watching that, and I also plan on, do, on buying a T-shirt that, there to help those guys out that put on that show. Um, I was actually thinking we should we should look and see if we can find some House of Hardcore to watch. You know, and you guys, not not just that stuff that we, that we can that we can watch. And I, and I do want to do a shout out a little bit to Ring of Honor too, because I don't know if you saw this, Jeff, but they canceled all their shows through May yesterday. But yep. in doing so, they also announced that anybody who has a Ring of Honor membership is going to get three free months. Um, oh, knowing that you know they're, we're paying for something that that we can't do can't watch it right now. And that's really so awesome we don't to, we don't have to uh, renew until. December now? Yeah, like December. November? November, whatever it is. Ooh, good. I'll have more money then. And the way they're booking now, I'm definitely renewing this. I know, what, three months ago we were like, we are out, we were done. But they're booking for the last couple shows, and even the two that we missed has been phenomenal. So I, that's something I'm definitely in on. Um, you know, and guys, anyone listening, anybody that, is a wrestling fan regardless of the wrestling that you um, follow most of these guys that do wrestling especially the independent promotions the impacts the and i'm going to include impact even though they have a national contract but impact ring of honor um mlw nwa any of these czw any of these smaller promotions these guys don't have guaranteed contracts. And right now when they're not working, they're not getting paid. So 
if you, you can find it in your heart and you have the extra money and like myself, I just renewed a couple of subscriptions I had to, uh, to some merch sites. Um, if you have the money to do so, please give to these guys because these are guys who are entertaining you. They are guys who are giving everything they have for a business they love. Your merchandise uh, buys and subscriptions is really all they have at this point. So whatever you can do, by all means, do it. And a really good buy thing their stri- on is, is Pro Wrestling Tees. Um, if you go to yep. Pro Wrestling Tees, there's all the independent wrestlers pretty much out there sell their sell their own shirts on there, and they get the majority of the of the sale for that shirt. You know, Pro Wrestling Tees obviously takes a percentage of it. But a lot of that, but most of the, the large majority of what you're buying that T-shirt for, for 20, 15 bucks or twenty five bucks or whatever it is, and they're usually having a sale on something on that site, um, goes to the goes to the performers that you that you know and love. And the most, and for the most part, the guys that aren't in the top three, and when I say top three, I mean WWE, NJPW, and AEW. They don't have their guaranteed contracts. They're not out there doing they're not making money right now because shows are canceled um and without their guaranteed contracts they are living right now on on nothing and these are people that and as much as as much as people and you know media and everything puts a light on pro wrestling these are people who literally go out there and put their life on the line to entertain us the least we can do is support them by buying their merch right now. Absolutely. So you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna pay, spend sixty dollars on a video game, buy two T-shirts. You know, if if you were going to 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 you know if you were planning on going out to dinner one night this week, and obviously you can't do that anymore, use that twenty or thirty bucks to buy a T-shirt for one of these guys, or buy a video, buy one of their videos, or you know something that something that. You know, it'll it'll give you you know it'll give you something as well. I mean, you're going to get something where you can wear, you know, their you can wear them and promote them and, and show your interest in them, or you can watch their stuff. But it also again, it's going to put some money in their pocket at a time where they're not having any money coming in whatsoever. They can't even do exactly. meet right now, guys. You know. Yeah. And I mean, a perfect example of that was the best friends for going their hug tonight for an elbow bash. Yeah. You know, and I know. The way they did it was kind of to make light of the situation, but it was also really poignant to what's going on in the world today. I mean, and Shane and I are two people. Luckily, we have jobs where they allow us to work from home. and We have jobs where we can take laptops home and and monitors and and you know do our job from our house. But there's a lot of people that can't. You know, and those are the people that are suffering right now. And if you can, I don't want to make this an infomercial and all that. We're trying to talk about wrestling and levativity and all that. But, you know, on top of wrestling, give to your local food shelf when you can. Give to whoever you can because, believe me, there's a lot of people out there that need it right now. Yeah, I mean, just speaking in my own personal life, you know, my... My brother and my niece both work at the same restaurant. That's shut down now. Um, my niece works. My other niece works at 
the library around here, that's shut down now. Um, and, you know, my daughter, I, I worry about my daughter every day now because she works in a group home. Um, and my son is a, a paramedic firefighter. So, I mean, they're going to be working with these folks that, you know, the, you know, the old folks that um, are at the high risk. And then, again, my son's like going to be out there, you know, dealing with who knows what in this current climate. Obviously, he's using right. some precautions, but that stuff doesn't always work. But, you know, masks rip and gloves rip. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough situation right now for everybody out there. Well, and not just that. They're working short-staffed. Short I mean, let's face it. The frontline people, the cops, the police, the firefighters, nurses, nurses especially, they're working short-staffed, and they're dealing with this right now on an epic proportion. You know, it's we're 20 minutes into the show right now, and, and of course, we didn't want it to be an infomercial about being safe, but just please think about who's affected because you may be fine i know you know we do our best as people to be fine but there are some people out there who are you know single parents who are uh, working night shifts at local fire stations police stations also uh, you know nurses they're not fine this is a time when we can come together as people and just be kind to each other, whether it's, you know, helping someone across the street or like I said, donating to your local food shelf, just do what you can and do what you can right now. That bought, that bought up all the toilet paper and, you know, bought up all the food, you know, maybe, maybe uh, I say, fuck you. <laughs> no, I hope your dog eats it all. Anyway, on to tonight's dynamite. On to tonight's dynamite. We're 23 minutes in. We haven't talked about the show yet. I think we covered some pretty important ground, though, during that first show. Oh, we did. We did, but we haven't talked about the show yet. You know, what struck me on this show is is how much everybody is still thinking we should not trust Hangman Page. Or, I'm sorry, Hands Watch, Watch Page. Um... <laughs> All right, that was fun. There were some funny lines in this one, by the way. And you know, I realize that I am—I've been on the Adam Page train for almost four years now. Ever since I watched that incredible match he had against Jay Briscoe at Death Before Dishonor 2016, um, and I realize that I've been like basically his number one guy on LOP Radio, but maybe entire Lords of Pain in general. But I still have a hard time even just watching their watching their program and thinking that um, that the story that they're trying to tell on commentary is really what we're seeing happen in the ring. You know, the only time we've ever seen Hangman Page refuse to tag anybody has been Matt Jackson. And that yep. has only been a couple of times. And it's not like... But yet they, they always try to sell it. Like, can they trust Hangman Page? Will he, will he make a tag? He doesn't want to tag anybody. He wants to do everything for himself. And that's not the story that the, that the characters are telling. It is very, very cognitive distance for him. It, and not just that, but the story that they're telling, and I hope it rings true because it's a great story, but the story they're telling is almost kind of a swerve with Paige and Matt Jackson, where once we get to uh, 
blood or guts, they're going to be both on the same page and loving each other. Well, I know that I know that's that's your theory. Um, you know, and I thought we we saw them come together a little bit tonight, where Hangman almost did the uh, almost helped do the indie Meltzer drive or yeah with uh, Speaking of theories, Speaking of we've that. been theorized. Wait, what? I'm sorry, go ahead. Speaking of theories, Speaking we've of been that. theorizing. We've been theorizing <laughs> this for a couple of weeks now. And, um, you know, we kind of went back and forth. You know, Chris Daniels would have made a good exalted one. And we thought maybe uh, Matt Hardy would have been a good exalted one. But ultimately, I mean, I think you called it like three or four weeks ago. The exalted one being Brody Lee. I think I called it the day that they first, the first time they ever mentioned the exalted one, actually. And it, may, it, it makes sense um, because when they really started talking about the exalted one was the day he got... Uh, released from his contract. You know, Matt Hardy came along months later. Christopher Daniels, though, to me, would have been a great choice simply because this is a guy in the need of a heel turn. And, and he um, kind of fits that role. But I'm not mad at Brody Lee. No, how could you be? And, and you know, I, th- I think one thing that you said when I first mentioned it was you didn't know if he had the mic skills to to Mike's skills um, to pull it off. After hearing him tonight, do you still feel that same way? No, not at all. Um, when I was listening to him uh, cut his promo before he pulled his hood down, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, that's not Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy doesn't talk like that. That could be Christopher Daniels, but he doesn't talk like that. There's only one guy that talks like that, and it ended up being the guy with Brody Lee. So I'm I'm really happy about it, and I loved his promo. I loved the way he uh, portrayed his existence with old men not trusting him. Uh, it just it it was <laughs> a great, so great right. <laughs> it was it was a great promo. I I loved what he did. I loved the way he presented himself. I love the fact that he is. Out of his Bray Wyatt, Luke Harper type character, and he's back to that Brody Lee guy that we've known and loved for years before he went to the Evil Giant. Um, the great, you know, the great thing about it is, is really if you when you when you see him emerge, both on the video and then, when, especially when he's standing in the ring with all those guys, you look you look at how imposing and intimidating he really is. Because it's easy to forget when, he, when you're in the land of WWE and, and you're you're kind of treated like a like a jobber to the stars. How intimidating and strong and powerful a guy really is. But when you see him there, right. you look and you're like, of course he's the guy. Of course he's the exalted one. Of course he's the guy that Evil Uno would look to. Of course he's the guy that uh, uh, Grayson would look to. You know, because he's he's so big and he's intimidating. He's got that look in his eyes. He's got the charisma. He looks like a cult leader. You know, and he looks like, a, and, he, and not only that, but he's got the size and the and the power to back it up. So I, I'm really looking forward to seeing how you know what they do now that now that he's there and he's been in, he's been announced and he's made us and he's made his impact. I I'm really interested in seeing where it goes. 
Um, we've seen him as kind of the anyone that has really followed his career. Um, you've seen him as the badass guy, but then, God, what last eight years? It was 12, 13 when he joined WWE. Um, he's been that follower. Even when he had a stint as the IC champion and he was more of a follower than a leader. To see him as a leader now, I'm really interested in this. I want to see where they take it. Yeah, you know, we, we saw him get be led by Jimmy Jacobs in Ring of Honor years ago. Um, mm-hmm. You know, now we're see, we saw him be led by Bray Wyatt. And even and even uh, Eric Rowan a little bit in in WWE and and now to see him emerge as the cult leader himself is really a nice evolution for the character and for you know for the for the guy and even though I think he's like what thirty six now he's still got a lot left in the tank he's never really been put to the forefront like he should have been which is which is why he alluded to, to that you know to to the old man not trusting him and now I think we're really going to see that with him and he's going to be I think I, I I'm really excited for him. Uh, and I'm excited to see, like I said, where the Dark Order goes now. And, you know, we talked about, you know, now this, Brody Lee and everything. But this episode, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't watch SmackDown last week. I didn't watch. I haven't watched any of the other shows that have been in front of no audiences. So I came into this really not knowing what to expect. And to be honest, I was this might have been my favorite episode of Dynamite to date. Hmm. I I loved the fact that there was no crowd swaying us to a certain you know you know making you cheer for this guy or that guy or boo for this guy or that guy. I loved the Sean Spears and MJF stuff. The fact that Sean ate in every scene was phenomenal. I love the wrestlers being at ringside. I love the commentary. I I just everything about this episode in the in ring in ring matches. Ray Phoenix is a superstar that should be acclaimed for years to come, and he proved it now. The fact that he was able to do the things he did with no live audience and feeling that heat from the live audience was amazing. Absolutely amazing. The only thing I didn't like was Cody's uh, promo at the beginning. What did you not like about it? (sighs) Probably the pandering. The fact that, you know, I, I was okay with him doing the whole forefront with saying, you know, we got to do this because we have to do this. But I'm I'm a little bit tired of Cody being the face of AEW. Everyone looking to him like he's the guy that got this created. He's the guy that started this revolution. When he was legitimately the last guy in. I mean, Matt was the first guy. Nick was the second guy, obviously with brothers. Kenny was in. And then they had to convince Cody. And now Cody is the guy that everyone looks to as the leader of AEW. I think that might be the part that kind of, when I look at these statements by him and everything, where I'm just like, eh, really? 
you know, he did he did give Matt credit tonight, though. You know, he said other than Tony Khan, Matt was the driving force behind AEW. So, um, yeah, he did. You know, I, but you know, if you think about it, you know, the organization works better with that narrative with Cody being the figurehead because of because of his heritage. You know, because of his yeah. heritage, because of because of what his dad was, because of what his brother is. Um, you know, he's got the beautiful trophy wife. You know, I mean, it's, and he's you know, he's got he's got that name recognition that nobody else in AEW really does with the mainstream audience. So, um, even though it may not be a you know the absolute truth, it's still something that works. I think better for AEW that when you ha- when you put Cody front and center because. He has got that. Um, he's got that pull from all segments of the audience. You know, he's got that pull from guys that have been following wrestling for the last twenty years. He's got pull from guys that you know, from people that maybe strayed away from wrestling during, um, you know, after the Attitude Era was over, and but were fans of Dusty Rhodes. Um, he's he's got and he's got that through line, like I said, with Dustin. So. Um, I can understand why you, why you might be kind of fed up with it, um, and I can understand why it kind of rubs you the wrong way. But at the same time, I think that logistically, it's for the best for the company. You know, speaking of his trophy wife, um, the graphics were on point tonight too. Uh, that first uh, match when she was announcing, and they put the graphic up, she never was going to announce again. Uh, I thought that was that was just great because it kind of led to literally everything we've ever gone through, and especially this last few months of never say never. Uh, speaking of great lines, I loved when I loved when Chris Jericho said that uh, said that Cody's tattoo looks like something that Excalibur would have finger painted when he was in kindergarten. Jericho was on fire tonight, and not just Jericho, but when you look at the entire um, uh, announced team, they this might might have been the best I've actually seen them together. I mean, you know, you can look at the negatives. Like Jr. went back to the oh, we're going to commercial, but we're not really, um, you know, stuff. But they seemed like they were having fun tonight. It's been a long time since it's felt like they were just three guys talking on the mic, um, just joking around with each other and having a good time at what they're watching. It's it's felt like a job lately, and the three of them together, they poked fun at each other, they jumped on each other's lines, and then called it out. It just it really seemed like all three of them were having a good time tonight, and it, it was something that was really appreciated, especially by me. So let me ask you something. Speaking of that, because I, I agree with you, do you think that do you think that Taz is is a better fit for Excalibur and Ross than Shivani is? I liked the, the dynamic tonight. I liked the three in the studio, and then throwing it to Shivani in the Mean Gene role. It's still it, one thing I've said about AEW since the start is it really has a WCW feel to it, and it does. Um, having that three-man booth uh, with Excalibur kind of being the lead, and then Jr. being that second, but in the Bobby Heenan Tony Schiavone role, and then Taz being that bring up in the Mike 
Mike Tanay role and then throwing it to Shivani, who's in the Mean Gene role, I really, really liked it. I like I like the I liked all of it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I liked it a lot too. Um and I and I missed Taz on commentary. You know, I I, I you know, I, I felt for quite a while that um the more he was in WWE, the worse he got as a, as an announcer. And then I loved him in TNA. And then when he went to TNA, absolutely he loved him. Um, and then of course he left to do his, his own, you know, his radio show. Um, right. It, it's, but it, but it, but I feel like I feel like both TNA and AEW kind of show how enthusiastic he can really be when he doesn't have somebody in his ear all the time. Um, I really really liked him. In fact when he was kind of the second Michael Cole and in WWE and SmackDown, I, I was not a fan, but once he jumped to uh, TNA and was the, the guy right beside uh, Mike Tanay, I thought those two were a phenomenal partnership. And it seems like he's kept that Mike Tanay type of Taz and brought it to AEW, and I really, really like it. He does, but he's but then, but it's but then it's also overlaid by his time off plus his 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 growth as a radio announcer and the growth yeah. he has now. So I I, th- I think this is the best version of Taz we've ever seen, honestly. Yeah, um, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disagree. I need a few more weeks to say that because I really liked his his run TNA. Um. I thought he was phenomenal in that role. I thought he and Tanae had a great um, chemistry together. Uh, it was a lot like, uh, um, I can't think of his name, Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura was kind of the feel I got with those two. And you don't get that a lot. So especially when he was uh, you know, late 09, 10, you know, 2010, 2011, I thought they were probably the best announcing duo in the in in the game. And I this is the first time and granted is what 3 weeks he's been doing this and this is the first time I've really felt that with him. Gotcha. Um before I forget to, before I forget to, to say that cuz this this kind of was so somehow you mentioning it, it being like WCW kind of stirs this in me, but I I thought about this tonight. Um, and let me ask you a question before I go any further. Have we ever, have we heard this music for um, Inner Circle before tonight? Because I don't remember hearing it before. No, I don't either. I th- I thought that too. It's and, definitely new. And you know, I the Inner Circle t- to me. You know, you sometimes you look sometimes you look at a stable and you're like, oh, you know, they're they're like the next four they're kinda of like the four horsemen or they're kinda of like DX. Like I have never I've not had that experience with with the inner circle yet. Like I I don't look at them and think that they're like any other faction. I, I think that they're that they're a unique entity un, unto themselves. But their music sounds a lot like um Wine in the Sand, does it not? No, it does. <laughs> Especially this new stuff. It sounded like a, you know that, that song they played today sounded like a carbon copy, just like an instrumental version of "Wine in the Sand," which was the old Evolution thing. Right. It, it, it kind yeah, of, I, I, I was like, wait, can they really use this music? <laughs> I thought that too. Um, <laughs> I the one thing to note too is how Evolu our Inner Circle came out together, and you know it's one of those things where 
announcers say it all the time. You know, oh, these guys come out together, they're a team. These guys come out separately. But when you look at wrestling as a whole, it's pretty solid that the guys that come out together are the ones that go over. And tonight, Inner Circle came out together. The Elite came out and not so together. No, but you know, it's, it's kind of become a trope ever since. I mean, for it seemed like, you know, forever in pro wrestling, teams would always come out together. And then, you know, that kind of started gradually changing in w, when WWF started doing things differently where where, you know, people come out to their own instrument music and that kind of thing. And I think that's really what, I mean, obviously there was no, there was no crowd in it other than the few wrestlers in the crowd. But I think that's what AEW really is kind of doing is kind of following that pattern of, you know, getting the big pop for the baby faces when they come out. And of course, Hangman has to be because of the current way they're trying well, to play him. You know, of course he's going to come out on it's kind of like the quote unquote loner of the crew. Um, even though, like you mentioned, like you mentioned, you know, a couple times on this sh- on, on our show previously, that's what that's the role Cody tried to put himself in, where he was kind of pushing himself away from the group. Um, right. Yeah, but but yeah, I mean, definitely, it's it's showing that the inner circle is more unified than the elite is, um, and of course, you know, we and you know the, the crazy thing about, about about this match is the match tonight is you know Cody took all that abuse in the ring, Hangman was cleaning house. Matt had himself in and got himself pinned, um, and, and and so really it kind of it kind of really shows like the differences that there is is, and you know there you know where there might be some hard feelings there is like you know Hangman why would Hangman trust Matt Jackson if he can't even be in the ring for two minutes without getting pinned? Yeah, but at the same point, um, the uh, Page taked himself in earlier in the match. So it was kind of telling that same story of those two not trusting each other. I really am starting to lean towards this being a swerve where when we get to blood and guts, these two are going to be on the same page. They're going to love each other and everything's going to be fine. I'd be more on board with that if we hadn't seen what we saw in the ring towards the end of the match tonight. Like if they had, if they had still been having problems instead of, Agreeing that they were gonna that they were gonna team, I would be more in favor of that happening. Now I think if they do it, it's just it just kind of it, it's gonna lose some of its momentum because of what we saw tonight. Yeah, possibly. And we talked about you know our choices for who would be the exalted one, and it ended up being Brody Lee. But that doesn't mean we didn't have another big debut tonight, does it, Jeff? No, it doesn't. We we actually had a couple. Where the elite meant met delete. And we got the answer. I'm going to back up a second because we've been talking for weeks about how Cody is not going to be a part of the elite. It's going to be, and I did the question marks things too, by the way, uh, that it was going to be Dustin taking his place while he and um, Lance Archer faced off. Quotation marks? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. Uh, (laughs) Need sleep. 
Oh, it's been a long day. Why don't you kill yourself with everything? <laughs> to be to be honest, we actually almost canceled this because somebody was sleep deprived and stressed out from doing double duty today. By the way, um, anyway, yes, quotation marks is what I meant. Um, now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I don't even know where, what I'm talking you said, about you said, at this you said, point. You said we were talking about Cody not being part of the elite. Oh yeah, and we you know we thought Dustin was going to be that fifth member, and it turns out now Cody is going to be. So we've got Matt now out of it. We have well, no, Nick not Matt. Nick, 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 out of Nick is. Up. I said Jeff. God uh, damn it! So <laughs> we've been making that mistake for five years now. Um, Nick is out of the. Uh, and you know, explainably so, it's probably because he has some kind of other injury going on, or maybe it's storyline. I don't know, but um, Nick is out. Matt Hardy is now in. What do you think? I think it's great. Matt Hardy, a member of the uh, a member of the delete. Is it going to work? Delete meets, the, delete meets the elite. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, Matt Hardy and the Bucks of Youth have had an interesting relationship over the last few years. Some youth, you ass. What's that? I'm trying not to call them the Bucks of Youth, and then you do it. <laughs> well, that's what they're called in the, in the, in the you know, the broken universe. So. Um, right. You know, so he's, you know, he's, he's had an interesting relationship with them. You know, they've, they've, been, they've been on each other's shows the last couple of weeks. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's going to be a, a great fit. You know, I don't know if it's something where, um, I don't know if it's something where, like, if I was Chris Jericho, that I'd be kind of looking in shock, like, and being worried about it. But at the same time, you know, this isn't the Matt Hardy that the, the mainstream audience knows. You know, I mean, if you only watch no. Matt Hardy in WWE... You don't know, and you, and you didn't really watch, you know, his 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 segment against um, Bray Wyatt a couple of years ago, or just totally forgot about it because who could blame you? Um, you know, this isn't, you know, Matt Broken Matt Hardy is not the same Matt Hardy that that the world is used to. He really is. He's not Woken Matt Hardy. Uh, broken individual. So he. Um, this is Broken I, Matt, not Woken Matt. So I, think, I so, so I mean, really, it, it, there there isn't anybody else they could have gotten. Even Dustin, to me, that would have been as big of a get and, a, and as dangerous a get for the elite. The problem is Dustin made sense storyline wise. I in, this episode of Dynamite kind of it. I. I loved a lot of it. I I really did. I and I loved all of it to be honest with you. But it kind of in a strange set reset dynamite because now we have Matt, we have Brody, we have this storyline with Lance Archer. We have three new storylines that have really become a focal point because of this episode that could change what we've known about AEW to this point. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, these are three main event quality storylines now that have literally been just injected into what we've grown to love and know about w- about AEW to this point. So it's it could be a change in the guards. It's tough to say. Yeah, it, it's it's really like you said. It's it's weird that Dustin's not in the match because then considering how involved he's been to this point, but he also just started that new team with QT Marshall as well. You know, so, right. Um, you know, and, and, you know, Kenny Omega. You know, he has that. He has a hand injury as well as Nicky Jackson having that, having that that you know hand injury. So, will Kenny be medically cleared to take part in in Blood and Guts? Um, you know, we don't know that either. I suppose. So, I mean, it it could. I suppose it could end up being Hangman, Cody, Dustin, Matt, and Matt. Right. Or maybe, uh, or maybe um, Murderhawk will attack Cody before Blood and Guts, and Dustin will fill in for him. That's a possibility too. It, it's just there's so many storylines going on, and then you uh, like you start talking about um, best friends and best friends and Orange Cassidy against uh, Death Triangle. Um, you bring in the other stuff. Obviously, there's a program about to start with Kip Sabian and Cole Cabana. Um, the women's division uh, with I I want to touch on this briefly and I know we're almost out of time but um, what the hell is happening in the women's division you've got Shakira or uh, Sheeta who's clearly the number one contender she beat you know, four stars, Chris Statlander, one of them who is number two. But yet last week, she got decimated by um, Nyla Jax, or not Nyla Jax, uh, Nyla Rose. Where is this women's division going? Well, it's kind of how, it's kind of how you build a feud, isn't it? Like you know, Nyla, Nyla gets her in one match, but she's the number one contender, you know, coming in. So so now she's got to try to get her revenge. And they, you know, I I I don't know what the women's division is going. With. I think you know, you and I still. Well, I'm not going to speak for your for you, but you know, to me, still, and a, you know, far and away, the best two women's wrestlers in the division are Hikaru Shida and Chris Statlander. So yes. You know, I mean, I'm not mad at Nyla Rose being the champion right now. She's kind of who I wanted to be the champion to start with, and I, and I think it's cool to have a dominant, you know, a dominant force as your champion. Which you know, it, they really don't have that luxury in the in the men's division right now. They really don't have that luxury in the tag division right now. Um, but you know, to have that dominant force in the women's division, I think I think is really cool. But I do think at some point, Sheeta or Statlander should be the should be the the champion of that division. I can't disagree with that, to be honest. You know, so I don't know. So I guess to answer your question, I don't know what's going on with the division. But to me, the division feels, be- you know, seems better than it's been at any point. You know, because we've, we've got the emergence of uh, Chelsea Green. Um, I'm sorry, uh, Chelsea Baker. We've Wait. Got, we've got the emergence of, <laughs> um, of uh, you know, we've got we've got the stuff going on with uh, um, with her and beyond and. Uh, 
what the hell is her name? Bianca Swole. Bianca Swole. You know, we've got Swole Bia- Belair. Big know, Belair. You know, we did, we did have that, we had that altercation last week between Rose and B. Priestley. Um, yeah, which, you know, which, which is too bad they set that up last week because who knows when the next time Priestley can even be in the country is going to be. Um, you know, um, you know, we, we've got, you know, Brijo is still the former champion is still owed a rematch. Um, and we've got Sheeta and Statlander as well. And then, of course, Penelope Ford just got the victory over Riho, so now she's moving up in the division. So, I mean, it's really dynamic. Um, and, you know, that stuff going on with the women's division and also the stuff he talked about with everybody in the crowd, with, with all the storylines going on. You know what? It, you know what? It, it's, it's, it's all great because it, it feels like a shared universe. You know, so many times in pro wrestling, you know, you see all these little segmented stories going on. And, and while we know they're taking place in the same organization, they don't feel like they share a universe. And I don't think that you can say that about AEW at all right now. Everything feels connected to me. That is true. And I, I, that's one thing I can't deny. It really does feel connected. And even the stories that when AW first started out kind of felt like, what the hell are they doing with Nightmare Collective? And have kind of come full circle with them just disbanding those. It really does seem like every faction, every wrestler on the roster is somehow connected. Yeah. Or at least, you know, or at least they're, you know, you can make one step and they're, and they're right there. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I love what they've done so far. You know, I mean, I, they're, they're quickly becoming my favorite promotion and, and that's, and that's, you know, and that's partly because, you know, we haven't been able to see a JPW now in, feels like two months um and and they're you know and in jpw puts on great matches but they're not on a they're, they don't have a weekly program that we can watch and and the same thing i feel about you know ring of honor like you know they're putting on some great shows lately but their tv product is still hard to watch because it's never in sync with what we're seeing on their live events so. right exactly and i to not to take anything away from them because they do put on a great TV product. It's just always three or four weeks behind. Right. If we, if we weren't following all the live events and we were just watching the pay-per-views, I think you know it'd be, it would fall in better. But then we'd miss a lot of great, a lot of great action. So. Exactly. And and the worst thing, and I'm not going to lie, the worst thing was what a year ago. When I'm watching ROH TV every week, getting caught up, loving it, and then I turn into a NJPW event and Jeff Cobb shows up as a TV title weeks before he won it on ROH TV. That was my... That was really uh, odd. Off putting I should say. Yeah, it really was. Um, speaking of ROH again, though, um, and I and I realize this is a dynamite focus show, but um, the other thing about their announcement was that they were going to be adding more classic content and then also putting together some TV. How can they add more? They have like twenty five years of it. <laughs> Ring of Honor needs to add classic, classic content. content, and then also creating, and also they're going to be showing, they're going to be adding new new uh, versions of their TV show with with some matches that have never been seen before. 
Oh, I love NJPW. And when you consider that's still the cheapest on the market, why can't Ring of Honor? Wait, what? Ring of Honor is going to be what I miss? Oh my god, I'm tired. I need to go to bed. <laughs> anyway, great episode of Dynamite tonight. Um, and you know, we'll, I, I guess we'll see if there's a show next week. They don't. They didn't seem to be too confident whether there actually would be a blood and guts and a Dynamite next week. So. Um, if there is, I we'll, think get a, we'll get a parking lot match between Best Friends and uh, oh, Lucha Brothers. Oh, great segment, too, by the way. What's that? A great segment, too, by the way. The whole match and everything surrounding it, especially the Orange Cassidy. And, um, just the jokes that JR had around Orange Cassidy. I think he's sleeping. Um, just a great segment. I, I love what they did there. I love the whole shunning the hug for the uh, elbow bumps. I love the you know the stage dive. I love the Chuck uh, Chuck Taylor promo at the end where like you you think it's okay to kick my friend in the dick. Um, I just loved everything about that segment. You know, and and the other thing I want to say about that is that you know the Sierra Manto thing that I, that pisses me off so much. Actually, it works a lot better without a crowd there. It does, really. And I was thinking that there were a few things that um, I actually got behind tonight because there was no crowd there. I didn't have a crowd telling me to chant along or to be um, in this or that moment. It, it, it was actually, I don't know if I'm going to like this going forward. But I really like the no crowd there tonight, to be honest. I did too. Um, I don't know. Like I said, like I said, I'm not sure I'm going to like it going forward. I think it, I think it's going to be something that's going to wear wear off quickly. And I and I really am and I really am um, hesitant and, and uh, yeah, hesitant. I guess is probably the best word I can think of at the moment about WrestleMania without a crowd. But. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it worked tonight for sure. And I and I've heard tell that SmackDown was really good without a crowd too. Maybe I'll go back and watch it when it hits Hulu. Should be, actually, it should be on Hulu now, right? Yeah, it should have been probably there on Saturday, I think. But yeah. So anyway, um, I thought it was a great episode of Dynamite, um, and. I guess what you know. If, if there isn't one next week, we'll be we'll be here to talk about it, and we'll definitely have a Kingdom of Honor next week. Um, again, we do have content to cover for you guys. So. Yes, exactly. And hey, guys, um, not sure what the future holds, but we are trying to uh, continue our YouTube and our regular scheduled programs. Next week, we'll do our best to have a Kingdom of Honor and a Dynamite after dark so you're going to get at least two live shows on youtube um are we're trying to do a exclusive youtube show every two weeks i'm not sure how that's going to work out with everything going on i my life has been turned upside down so it's a whole different issue but i'm i'm trying to watch uh we're looking at lock and key for next monday 
that might be a YouTube exclusive. If not, it might be pushed off to two weeks from now. Uh, also, our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash kingdom of honor. Uh, we didn't do a show last night, so we didn't do a, a uh, Patreon exclusive, but we do try to do that every week. And that's uh, good for people who want to donate to help our show. And, of course, Twitter. Um, I'm at Rigi Co-op. He's at Zanman L-O-P. And everything we use is hashtag D-A-D and hashtag K-O-H. It's the best way to find us and the best way to follow us. And like we said, like we said earlier, make sure you're, you're doing your best you can to, to support these independent wrestlers out there that you know, have given us so, much, so many hours of entertainment and, and really could use any income they can get right now because they, they they're not going to have anything coming in for you know, at least another two and a half months. So, um, so you know, try, do what you can for them. If you can afford it, if you can find it in your heart, make sure you stay tuned to all the other LLP radio shows. Imp did a great job covering um, the COVID stuff going on last Thursday. I'm sure we'll be back with more great stuff tomorrow night on Imp's LLP Radio Adventure. On Friday is NWA Power, the Legacy Series. I'm not sure if there's a Power this week. I know that they've shut down production on Power and the Crockett Cup, but if they're able to do a show, I'm sure Ms. And Ms. Fan and Shane Mystic will be here on Friday to cover it for you, and then we'll be back with you next Tuesday. Um, that's all we've got. We'll try to do better next time. This is Shane saying long days, pleasant nights, and Jeff saying goodbye. G1 Climax 27. Goodbye. And good night. Bang. <laughs>